Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This program is paid for by Investor Schooling. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Investor Schooling or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. WPHT. HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app this is Investor Schooling Live with your host Larry Steinhaus CEO of Investor Schooling good morning everybody welcome to Investor Schooling Live I'm about to throw Omri out of here <laughs> because, because all he's doing is like Making sure that I can't concentrate on what I have to do. No, concentrate. It's more important. Yeah. So let me start, okay? Okay, sure. All right. Mute. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Wait, hold on. I got to hit the mute button. Hold no, on. don't do no. it. Okay, now he's muted. There we go. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Investor Schooling Live. Investor Schooling Live is transmitting, of course, from the Investor Schooling Studios right here in Investor Schooling Headquarters. Hey, I'm Larry Steinhaus, and I am the CEO of Investor Schooling. Thanks for listening and get ready to learn real estate investing, stock option trading, and so many more things about money that I bet you didn't know. Hey, you can call us anytime during this show with your questions. I muted Armory, so I'm going to have to give you the phone number. It's 855. He actually went over to Debbie's microphone. <laughs> Again, it's 855-939-1137. You can shush me up, guys. <laughs> So All right. This is this is not your typical financial show, is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, I got to turn Ami's microphone back on because you know you're interrupting my whole flow twice now. Okay. So at least let let's. let's no, no, let's, I will shush. I have some some questions, but I will wait. Let's at least let people know that what we do here, okay? It's important. We talk about money. Yes. We talk about finances. We, we talk about buying houses, buying houses with no money. We talk about investments. We talk about the stock market. Which, by the way, I can't believe the the uh, S and P popped over five thousand the other day for just a moment. Actually, I think it closed over five thousand, which is amazing too. And of course, we talk about Army's sexy voice. So if anybody yes, wants to call in <laughs> anytime about anything of any one of these topics, the phone number is eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. It's eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. Now. For all you people who have like you know, really good stereo systems in your car while you're listening to that, first of all, why I, you, I, don't, I don't even know where you're going to go with I'm that. Maybe, I'm first a little of all, bit concerned. First of all, you if you have a really nice stereo system in your car and you're listening on AM, uh, you know, there's something wrong with you anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> but okay. But assuming you're assuming you have that really nice stereo system and you're listening to that voice, you know, do me a favor, call in and let me know, you know, how it felt. Okay. Sure. I figured that's where you were going. Yeah, I, I, I was, you know, I'm not going to go full Howard Stern on that one. Yeah. You know, but, you know, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I was, I was, because you have a very deep 
kind of voice. And it's, you yeah, know, it turns the women on. Yeah. Okay, good. So if you feel pregnant after I'm saying the number, <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility. It, it, it isn't exactly pregnant that they're going to get. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You know a, yeah, that's so uh, can you finish your part, please? <laughs> I don't know if I can. That's the whole point. I don't even know if I can. What am I supposed to do? So, for, by the way, if you listen to the show for the first time, yes, this is a financial show. It is. And, and yes, we, we, you know, what we do is at Investor Schooling is we teach finances. We don't sell you any products. We just teach you education. We sell you education. We don't te- we don't sell any other products. As a matter of fact, a lot of people come to us and say, "Hey, you know, my financial advisor said this, 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 and this. Can you check it over?" And sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't agree, but we don't really care. And if we don't agree, we tell you to go back to your financial advisor and say, "Hey, this is a new piece of information. You know, she, maybe you should change my finances, or we can tell you that you know some of them are just really bad, and you know we may recommend somebody else. Not that I don't care. It doesn't matter who you use." It, it doesn't matter at all. Well, we recommend many of our friends, many of our students that do exactly yeah, the same thing. Yeah, and the only reason we do that, the only reason we recommend people that we know is because we know them. And we try them. And no, we and use we try them. them. And also, you know, we, we we let those people know that, hey, don't ruin my reputation. Me, Larry Steinhaus, don't ruin my reputation by messing up somebody's uh, finances. So, of course. So that's why that's why we do it. But we make no money off it. We don't get any any commission off it. You know, and the reason we, we, we're, we want to be that way always First of all, it's illegal for them to pay us a commission unless we're licensed. Mm-hmm. But also, we want to be independent. We want to make sure that everybody understands that all we're doing is teaching education. We're teaching some of these things. All right, and we're not attorneys. We're not accountants. Correct. And we be, we teach based on our experiences and personal successes. And we also often suggest that you have your attorney or accountant look over what we say. And that's fine with me. You can do anything you want. All right. The only reason I brought that up today is because I want to bring it. I want to bring up some some things later on. I want to talk about trusts and LLCs. Okay. Because I think it's important that everybody know the difference and why we buy almost all of our properties in trusts. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. But first, we need the update. We need the update on the Monroe property, Deb. On the Monroe property. All right. Latest is that the township is incredibly corrupt and insanely corrupt. So much so that, which is why I've been having so much trouble for the last year with this property because they're so corrupt so much so that the contractor has said something to me about bringing the to the attention of you know the authorities but i will not do that until after the of course the quad yeah, is done and the second one is built and then we'll maybe get the authorities in on this place because it's um that bad yeah you is, need to call the fbi yeah we'll probably have to yeah. call the fbi yeah. in on them so the hard is, part is how are you going to prove it emails Emails huh. and recordings. Is there is there enough information in email and recordings that you can prove it? You should. I don't. Um. I know. Well, he has a lot of documentation, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. At this point, it's not gonna. I'm not doing anything until the quad has to be done, and then the other one has to be built. So nothing's gonna happen for the next six months to a year. Yeah, anyway, okay, so it doesn't even matter. So yeah. if you are from the township and you want to prove us wrong, you're welcome to call at eight five five nine three nine. 1137. Anyway, the everything is done on it. We're getting some holdups on the inspection because of the corruption, which is a little bit frustrating. But uh, sheetrock should be starting next week. Yes. You know, so sheetrock should be starting next week. we're all going down week. there. We're going down there in a couple, the week, couple the week of weeks. After. Yeah, we're yeah, going the down week there in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, the week after next. To take a look at it, take it's pictures of it, and see how it's going. So for you guys who are listening to the show for the first time, Debbie bought a property about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah, it feels like forever. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, she had some trouble with it, and most of it was bad contractors. All and, of it was bad contractors. Yeah, and 
And yeah. the problem with the bad contractors weren't necessarily that Debbie picked bad contractors, which she did, but it was also because the township makes it very difficult for you to be a contractor in there. They want their cut. They want to keep their people. Right. They want and to keep their cut. people, but all their people are terrible. Yeah, but they're also and they're also you know, paying people. Under yeah, table, there's which, all which we kinds discovered, of right. So yeah. it's not only the fact that you picked the bad contractors. You had to. You've been forced to pick the bad contractors because right. you had to work with people that have right. been suggested, you can say, by no, the township. No, they're licensed in that township. Yeah. Yeah. And they we have don't to wanna, be licensed. And that. we don't want to mention the township at the moment, and we don't want to mention the people because, you know, we don't want to... Unless they call. No, no. I, no, the real reason is we can't prove it, so yeah. so we have to say we suspect them of corruption. Yeah. Because if not, we'll, we'll, you know, we're going to be, uh, we're gonna be sued. Okay. You know, I called my inspector, uh, who I... I had very rough beginning with, and she's great right now, and I, I really appreciate her. Yeah. I called her this week because I think she's at her, she's in her 70, and she knows everybody in Norristown. Right, so this is, I, your, your, this is your Norristown property. Yeah, and I asked her for a suggestion about who still left in Norristown that restored old windows, because my house is located in a historical district. I can't replace this window. I need to fix this window. And believe it or not, all the people, so at first when I called her, she said, I can't recommend, I can't recommend, I can't recommend. I'm not allowed to recommend anybody for you. And then after research, I figure out that many other uh, investors in the area, like me, has the same problem that no, let's say old people that know how to restore those windows are left around. They all retire, they, are, they all are not with us anymore. And nobody knows how to do this job anymore. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. So now you have windows that have to be replaced or repaired. A wood window. And it can't be done. And it can't be Actually, done. Actually, I know how to do them. Okay. We'll talk about it after the show. Yeah, there's a, there's a sneaky way to make them modern without anybody knowing. So there's a special cock that you need to put around the glass. Because it's many. It's, it's not. What? It's cock. It's called cock. I said cock. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's called cock. Debbie. I'm just saying Debbie, it's called cock. Just say the phone number again and make Debbie feel better. <laughs> I'm just saying you, Aubrey, you really need to work on that part of You your... don't say the L. The L is silent. It's, how do you say that? No, no, no you're, you're fine. You're fine. I Debbie, am fine. Debbie's got a dirty mind. So the <laughs> thing is, the thing is, all the woman has dirty mind and then they say it's us. It's well, the same of thing. Course, but 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 Debbie has a dirty mind. She thought you were saying something else. I'm talking That's about what I'm All talking right. about ceiling windows, and she's talking about her bedroom. I, I don't know why is it like that. I, I don't know either. <laughs> so anyway, you need to you need to fix the cock. I need to fix the call. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the regular. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, Glenn, are we still on the air? <laughs> we are, because you've said nothing wrong. <laughs> No, I think you, I think got, we're off the you, air. You've got you've got people driving their car going now. What the world are we listening to? <laughs> Crashing into into the thing. All right. Yeah. So you talked about people listening in the car, right. and I want to go back to my Tesla. Wait, wait, wait we do that in a minute. No, it's but, important. But real quick, no, no, we will because I want to. I just want to mention who we are because you know I'm sure the audience is so confused right now. Yes, exactly. So, so I'm Larry Steinhaus, and you're listening to Investor Schooling Live, and you're listening to my partners Amri Murad and Debbie. Dr. Debbie Anderson, <laughs> and what we do is we teach people about how investments and properties, and we talk about our, some of our own stories, too, and that's basically what's happening here. Yes. So, obviously, Army has a cock problem. I don't have a <laughs> cock problem. <laughs> oh Are we still on the air? I want to clear that. 
Kirk, are we still on the air? <laughs> We're still on the air, guys. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so we have to make it very clear that she is a real doctor and not just sexological. Uh, uh, how do you say the uh, the people that um, the sex therapy? The uh, I know we were like really. Uh, she is a real I doctor. We talk, I thought we were talking about your your I, talk. So no. So <laughs> no. <laughs> I will spell that, yeah, even though I'm not he's with, he's so his windows. good about. We've been talking about this. I mean, I don't understand. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. We're going to be throwing up the air. Okay, so go okay. back, go back, go really quick. Yeah. So, so you have to go fix this window. It's C U. It, wait, it's C A U L K. C H. C H U L K. C H A U L K. No, it's C-A-U-L-K. Exactly. Okay. That's what I said in the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm going <laughs> to... Do you know English? You, by the way, you don't need to spell well to uh, be a real standard. To be... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, believe it or not, right? right. Uh, I, one thing I figure out, because you said about listening to your AM in the car, and um, we talked about... I, 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 I consult with you about upgrading my infotainment system in the Tesla. You're going to upgrade your infotainment system in the Tesla? Yeah, remember the bubble on the screen and all that? With the bubble on the screen, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so for you guys don't know, we also make part screen. of... To, I mean, this Tesla... Anybody know why this Tesla stock's going down lately? You know why? Because everything is a Armie common talks problem. Because talks about his Tesla all the time. Because... And all the problems he has. He has a Tesla X that was originally sold for $120,000. 150. $150,000. With all the options, yeah. With all the options. And now the glove box, although it started working again. So the glove box started to work again. Elon allowed me to use my glove box. Elon allowed you? I guess. I don't know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And there are all kind of things that trouble me with the car um, <laughs> and, and make it very hard. All kinds of things trouble you with the car? Y yes. Yes. Now, you, I, I, the glove box works. The heat works. The glove box started working. The, again. This, the, the glove box started to work. Larry tried now, you to need break to understand it. That a normal car has a glove box to have a little latch. Yeah. And it's a mechanical latch. You open the glove box. Yes. This thing has this electronic uh, garb. Yeah. So that according, you have to. Uh, yeah. According that, to Tesla, that, right. the glove box itself has a computer. Right. Which seems unnecessary, but I don't know. So the glove box work in order to change the infotainment system in the car to the upgraded what with the Netflix and Hulu and all those things. But I don't care. It costs like two grand, but you don't get a radio. If you want a radio in your car, it's another five hundred. Wait. Well, make wait, sure it has a AM. Wait, uh, wait. I'm confused. You you have you to will pay for get the new audio system, the new screen mm. with the navigation and all that, but not radio. If you want radio, you spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a car, and you don't even get a radio. So now I have a radio. But Are you serious? No, no. Now I have a radio. If I'm going to upgrade my system, I will need to add a radio to the. It's insane. Oh my god! It's insane. Who will put a system like like a music system in the car that ha for for two grand and doesn't have a radio? It doesn't make any sense to me. It either. doesn't make any sense to me. But just make sure it has AM. At all. Of course. <laughs> I need to listen. have AM, you can't listen to your own voice. Exactly. I need to listen to myself. Right. How can I listen to myself? So, ah, so only maybe the repeat. Yes. Yeah, because I need to be you here. You know, they have jobs for that, you know? They for do what? like voiceovers. Like I do, you know, some of my day job stuff. I, I had to listen to somebody do the voiceovers for like some stuff I wrote. I wanted to do cartoons in, in the past. Well, I'm much. just saying that like people get paid real money for that stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know. What is real money? What is unreal right. money? All right, hold on, guys. You guys like you know, you guys are having a private conversation. Yes, you remember, exactly. there's, a, there's at ah. least seven listeners out there <laughs> that are listening to our show right now on AM. So most of our listeners right now are in the classroom. Yeah, I know. Which is <laughs> so right. So what I'm referring to is we actually having one of our events 
we have an event about quarterly. Um, and th- it's our Money Hacks event that we talk about, you know, th- that we talk about different things. And most, of, you're right, most of the listeners are in our classroom right now, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So we could keep talking about, never mind, I don't, <laughs> don't want to bring it back up again. Sure. Glenn's going to yell at us. Exactly. But, all right, so we talked about the test, we talked about that. So let's talk a little bit about something that might be important to somebody out there. Sure. Before they turn the radio off. How okay. we hold properties. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of times people talk about owning LLCs, and, and owning an LLC is a really smart idea for many, many reasons. First of all, it's, it provides protection. So if you have your own assets, like in Tesla, and somebody sues you, they can get the Tesla. I bet Armour can't wait to be sued so he can get the Tesla up. <laughs> but if he, has, he has, if he has an LLC and his company does something wrong, eh, you know, maybe the company owns a property, the LLC owns a property, and somebody trips and falls on the property, they can only go after the LLC. They can't go after Army personally. So these are why this is why people create LLCs. They're called limited liability corporations, and they were created so the small guy like us can have a corporation of the same protections as a corporation. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of different types of LLCs. You know, there's a single member LLC, which is what most people are, and then there's partnerships or or multi multi member uh, LLCs. The nice thing about an LLC, if you're a single member is you don't have to file a separate tax return for this LLC. So you're awarded all the benefits of an L- of a corporation, but you don't have to pay extra for tax returns. But there are also bad parts to that, that you can't file separate to your LLC. I agree, and I was gonna, just going to get into that, so okay. I'm so glad you brought it up. Why don't you give the phone number so anybody can call and ask questions? Sure. It's 855-939-1137. 1137 one more? No. Okay. <laughs> 855-939-1137. Oh, come on. Now you're doing it on purpose. No. Go. Okay. So one of, so one of the negative sides of filing, uh, filing your LLC with your tax return is that now if you need your tax return to, for example, you want to buy a house and you want to go to the bank and, and use that money you know, you know, and, and go to the bank to qualify and the LLC is losing money, the bank now sees that the LLC is losing money. Yeah, but if you're an employee of the LLC, you don't have to tell them you're you own the LLC. You have to just tell them you're an employee of the LLC, and that could be a benefit. Uh, you know, especially if you have multiple LLCs like I do. I have I have about nine companies now, and each one, some of them make money, some of them don't. I mean, unfortunately, it's going to happen. You're going to have companies that don't make money. Yeah, matter of fact, it's very very funny. You know, they used to say that Trump. You know, you know the the Democrats. Trump filed bankruptcy, blah, 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 blah. Trump filed bankruptcy on four companies out of hundreds. You know how impressive that is to me? Mm-hmm. That is really, really impressive that out of hundreds of companies, he only filed for bankruptcy protection on four of them. That means he has hundreds and hundreds of successful companies. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not easy to have a successful company. No, I don't not. care what you're doing. It's not easy. Now it's easier if your successful company is just real estate, and that may be why he was he was you know successful in many of them. But like the, the you know the, the Trump uh, airlines, it didn't work. A lot of airlines go bankrupt. But let's go back to the LLC. So if you have an LLC, you you have you afford yourself protection, and that's a big piece. Now we personally, most of the time, we're going to buy properties not in LLCs. We're going to buy properties in trusts. And the reason we buy properties in trusts. Is because when we buy a property in trust, we have that protection, but now we don't have to file a tax return on the trust. It goes also to your personal tax or, or, or LLC or a personal tax return, 
but it also separates the property. So if you have an LLC and it has five properties in it, property one and property five are connected, or all five of them are connected. Mm-hmm. So if somebody sues you for property one, something happened in property one, I don't know, somebody tripped and fell, all five of those properties in the LLC are now at risk because they're suing your LLC. So what I do is I own every single property in a separate trust. Now, trusts are not hard to set up. A lot of people think they're difficult. Don't make the mistake of doing a living trust. It's not the same thing. Living trusts are a useful document, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about specifically, it's, a, it's actually referred to often as a land trust, but I call it a personal property trust because that's what it basically is. You're turning your, your investment property into personal property, and it's a, trust in, it's a personal property inside that trust. And that trust will protect you almost as well as an LLC. It does have, it does have some limited protection. But if you make the beneficiary of the trust instead of you, you make the beneficiary of the trust the LLC, now you have the protection of the LLC as well. So it's extra protection each time. And that's why we suggest over and over again that people buy properties and buy them in trusts and buy them from day one. In fact, a trust can protect you from, from, um, from nursing homes or from bankruptcy or from crazy things that can happen. A lot of people go into nursing homes, you know, a lot of people, you know, in their new uh, Rolls Royce or their really, really expensive car right now listening to us on AM are older because they have a lot of money, but they're used to listening to talk shows. They like talk shows, right? Yeah. So then in these expensive, I was joking, but, you know, they're in these expensive cars, but they also have to protect themselves from nursing homes because they're going to get sick one day. You know, we hope it never happens, but if you're going to get sick one day. Two weeks ago. If you get sick and you go into a nursing home, the nursing home now wants all of your assets before they're gonna before you can go on Medicaid. And now, I mean, I'd rather have the government pay for my nursing home than me pay for my nursing home. Yeah, I, maybe the care won't be as great, but I'll be totally honest with you. I'm, li- I'm lying in a bed, and I don't really care. I can't even see anything outside the four walls anywhere. I don't really care if it's the you know the a plus plus nursing home or the B plus nursing home? No, oh, I don't agree with you. Well, it's okay. I, I'm just saying this is my opinion. I, I, yeah. I agree with your opinion too, but that that's my opinion. I don't really care. So I don't want Some them of taking them are all very, my assets. Very bad. I know that's different. I know that's different. Oh. But and then you know, of course, my my um my relatives, my wife, my kids will make that decision whether what they want to do because if I don't know, I don't care. Yes. You know, it, it doesn't matter to me. Now, again, some of you may feel differently. That's fine. And there's insurances for this, and there's also there's also other ways to take care of this problem, but if you haven't taken care of this problem, the last thing you want to do is you've, you've, you've got millions, like I've got millions of dollars worth of properties, and I don't want the nursing home getting my properties. I'd rather my wife and my kids get these, these properties. So now they're in trust. They're in separate trust. They can't touch these trusts, and that's a great way to protect yourself. Now, of course, we're not attorneys. We're not accountants. I just want to make sure that you guys understand that we teach this stuff based on personal experiences, and it's what we do. So I want you to understand we teach the concept. You can take the concept to your attorney, or you can do it on your own. I don't care, but just understand. We, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. So I want to go back to single member LLC. Yeah, sure. So under single member LLC, like like you said, we can separate it from our personal 1040 under the tax return. It has to be uh, one filing, the LLC and our personal, because the LLC in the ta- in the tax form is actually transparent to our own tax debt, tax o- return. Only if it's a single-member LLC. Only if it's right. a single-member LLC. Now, sometimes there is a problem to that. For example, my in my situation, I am using most of my profits in order to grow. Right. So 
because I'm doing that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not draining out my LLC. I'm taking a certain amount. You're making no money in your LLC. I am making money okay. in my LLC. Okay. But on my private side, I'm taking only some money, not all of it, to my personal account. Okay, in order to live, in order to pay rent, in order to do grocery shopping, in order to pay for my kids' mm -hmm. education. Now, the the government don't care. The government look at that and they said that we don't care that your LLC made made a hundred or two hundred or whatever it is a year. That's what you made. You only took forty five thousand to your personal account. You only use forty five thousand to your personal account. It's your problem. You still pay tax for the full profit the LLC did this year. The problem it's with true, that, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. By I way. know, but the problem with yeah. that is when you want the benefits from the government. I can pay the tax, but if I'm living under a certain amount, I don't want to pay the high amount for insurance or the high, for health insurance, for example, mm -hmm. right? I want to show that that's what I'm living. I'm living from five grand a month and not from 10 grand a month. So there is a way to solve that problem. So my question to you is, and it just popped to my mind, if I don't want to put myself on a salary, and to do a W two, which I think was the, the, that's the, the answer, yeah. the solution. That's can the you ten? I, I know that's. The, I I know your mind already. Okay. So can you can you ten ninety nine yourself? You can, but you still need to file a separate tax return for your LLC. I know, but the ten ninety nine mm. is an approved document to show how much you actually made. So it's yeah. a W two or a W nine. You can use so the ten ninety nine. You don't even need ten ninety nine because it's actually a dividend that you would be taking from your LLC. Yeah. And you would start, you would have to pay taxes on it, but it's okay. Just so I, I we'll have to talk off the air because it gets a little personal. Yeah. But you can turn a single member LLC into a partnership by simply including your wife, adding a member, adding a member, which is your wife. Yes. Which is already technically a member. Yes, correct. If anything happens to you, but you have to also trust that your wife, you know, like the if the company becomes a you know multi million dollar company, mm -hmm. and your wife's a member. And you get divorced or something else happens, yeah. Then you know you gave up half your company because she's she's a member. So you just have to keep that in mind when you're doing things like this. Now yeah. I, I do it, you know. So it's funny, and, and it's even like it's even like with with um, investor schooling, which is actually uh, that's actually a DBA. We're actually called School of Investment, right? So at the moment, it's a single member, but I have like Debbie, Doctor Deb is my partner, but but. It's not worth it for Dr. Deb to be on the paperwork yet for her sake. In mm -hmm. fact, it's probably detrimental for her at the moment. And we'll talk about, I don't want to talk about the reasons for that, but there are reasons that, that we would keep her off. But this company, is actually, and actually, it's not even LLC, it's actually an S Corp, it's a C Corp now. So I do have to file a separate tax return intentionally. Because it's a C Corp. Because it's a C Corp. I understand. So you could create, you could create all, you could create whatever fits you. Now, we're going to give you, when you come to investor schooling, of course, these are some of the things we teach. We teach business, we teach LLCs, we teach trust. But I'm going to tell you, we teach 50-foot overviews mm -hmm. of this, of the, just those items. And we're going to give you suggestions. We're going to give you strong suggestions to go to your, your attorney with and say, hey, these are the situations I'm in. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to solve this problem because they talk to us. Like they were coaching a point with me. I'll give them specifically things you want to say to your attorney. Because a lot of people don't know how to use attorneys. They go to an attorney and they say, "Hey, I need a trust." And the attorney says, oh, "Okay, I'll, let me open up my book. Okay, this is the this is the trust we normally use, which is a a living trust. Living trust, yeah. And it's not what we're talking about. There are times to use a living trust. Most of the time, most average person does not need a living trust. 
the average person does not need a living trust. We had students that came here. I that, know, and they didn't listen to me, and they I did know. it wrong, and they said, oh, I got my trust. Let me see it. Oh, it's a living trust. Where did you do this? Well, I went to my attorney, and he said it was supposed to be a living yeah. trust. I said, it's not supposed to be a living trust. You did it wrong. Mm-hmm. And you paid the attorney five to $7,000 to create this living trust, and it didn't do anything I said that it was going to do. In fact, it actually harmed you in some ways. Yeah. So this is part of you know part of the reasons why we have conversations with students first, because when you go to an attorney and you don't know what you're talking about, same thing when you go to a financial advisor, right? So you go to a financial advisor and you talk to them about mutual funds. You go to a financial advisor, hey, I got $200,000 I'm getting from my 401k. What do I do with it? Oh, put it in a mutual fund. Well, how do you know to put it in a mutual fund? Have you discussed what the guy's needs are? Have you discussed you know how you can, what other pro, other things you can do? I mean, I make fun of the word fiduciary all the time because yeah. by law and by SEC law, a fiduciary can't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It's illegal. It's illegal for them to tell the truth unless is, it's their wrong. product. Unless it's their product, right? <laughs> so if if a if a financial advisor has five products. And there's a sixth product out there that they know of yeah. that they they won't make any commission on if they sell it. They don't they don't even care. But they actually sit down and go, hey, listen, we have these five products and none of them are the right product for you. But there's something out there called uh, whatever, called you know I don't know whatever X Y Z thing not, that it's not profiting them. It's illegal for it's them. It's illegal for them to even talk oh, about exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> I right. can get it. It's, it's unbelievable. I so they they could actually. I mean, if they actually said to the client and actually said the truth and say, "Hey, we have these five products." I remember most most financial advisors have more than five, but I'm using it as an example. We have these five products, and there's a sixth one out there. Go talk to anybody. I don't even give them a name. Yeah. Go talk to somebody about that product. Guess what happens to that person who did that? They lose their license. <laughs> it's insane. I don't get it. So there are times where like, I'm arguing with, with financial advisors about how real estate and lending money to real estate investors is so much better than a mutual fund. Yeah. I mean, you can get 8 to 10% right now. You can get 8 to 10% guaranteed against real estate. By lending money to real estate investors. And you can do it inside your IRA because they won't tell you that. Financial advisors won't tell you that you could take your money inside an IRA. It has to be a Roth. You, no? It no, it doesn't matter. Oh, really? It's self-directed. So it could be a self-directed Roth or a self-directed traditional IRA. And you can lend it to a real estate investor. And the money stays in the Roth in the same rules. It has. You have to have a custodian. We you know, we had here, we had um, Carl Fisher a couple yeah. of weeks ago talking about Kama Plan and you have to have a custodian to do it, but it's great. It's the smartest way, in many cases, it's the smartest way to make money. And another thing is, like, people taking their RMDs, their required minimum distributions, one of the greatest things to do is do it in real estate. If you do it in real estate, what will happen is you get monthly checks every month, and that could be your RMD, and now your IRA doesn't go down in value, which is what the government wants. The government wants your IRA to go down in value. But your your IRA won't go down in value because you, you're taking the the rental checks or the or the payments from the loans that you took from your own IRA. Right. And again, these are all the things we teach. I know it's amazing. All right, give the phone number real quick. Eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. Five times. Five. Five. Oh my god! I want some callers. I want somebody to call me right now. Yeah. If somebody calls after the break, we're gonna take a break in a minute. But if somebody calls me after the break. And they have any intelligent question about anything we talked about, I'm going to send them a book. Okay, good. So you guys so know about my book. My book is called Money Hacks. And the subtitle of my book is Because Everything You Think You Know About Money Is Wrong. And a lot of these topics are discussed in that book. You know that they can't, they can't keep the book on Amazon. They sell out so fast. 
and Amazon is constantly out of it. Barnes and Noble is constantly out of it. Amazing. It is. It is pretty. It's pretty wild. That's how quickly these things are selling out. And <laughs> so, I, I, I go to events now. I go to real estate events now, and people remember like, "You're Larry Sunders. You wrote that book." I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, I read that book. That book is really, really good. I'm I like, know. thanks. And I'm like, you know, it, it's amazing to me that this book is actually actually doing what it's supposed to do. So we went to the expo, I think two weeks ago. Right. It was. And a guy said, and that's, and he came to me and he said, this is so much better than the previous money hacks. And I said, what are you saying? He said, there was another money hack that was written, I don't know, by someone else. And he didn't like it at all. And then he read yours. Right. So and what he, basically happened when when I came up with the title yeah. Money Hacks, I researched it. There were no books with the name Money Hacks. Yeah. So it takes about a year and a half to two years to get a book written and published and all that stuff, right? In that time, another book came out called Money Hacks. Yeah. And it's really just a book about like, you know, how to save money on purchases. Okay. You, know, you go to a supermarket and you use coupons. You know, that's basically what that book's about. So I like so now my book comes out. I'm like, oh I'm competing against another name that's the same exact my exactly, book. Exactly, yeah. Which is a real problem, right? So, so that's a problem. Then we've got then we've got people who are um, you know then they got another book that just came out also on their same title, which is kind of weird too. But ah, two. mine's the orange book. Okay, and mine's the good one. Good, right. I agree. So eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven is the phone number. And if um, if you guys want to call in, you could do that. Please. I have a funny feeling that I just got a call that came through that was somebody on Facebook. So I have a feeling that the, the call forward is not working, Ooh. but we'll, I'll fix that in a minute. So we'll fix that right after the commercial. So let's go to commercial. And I'll fix that. This is Larry Steinitz with Investor Schooling. Are you afraid of the Great Reset? Well, the Great Reset won't apply to those who own real assets. At Investor Schooling, we teach you how to own real assets like real estate, gold, silver, and other investments, including stocks, stock options, and even the basics of cryptocurrency. We even teach you how to pay thousands less in taxes legally. So go to InvestorSchooling.com and find out how you can attend a complimentary class this Thursday. InvestorSchooling.com. This is Larry Steinhaus, and you have probably heard my radio shows and listened to my great advice on how you can make more money and pay less taxes. Well, I just finished writing a book on all things I teach at Investor Schooling and on my radio shows. This book is called Money Hacks, and you want a copy of this book, and you can pre-order this book wherever books are sold. Look for Money Hacks by Larry Steinhaus. Hey, it might even be a tax deduction. Order Money Hacks by Larry Steinhaus wherever books are sold and come see me at Investor Schooling. This is Larry Steinhaus with Investor Schooling. The opportunity to retire with a great big real estate portfolio is coming quickly and you want to learn how to do it. We all know the downturn is around the corner. What does that mean to you? You need to learn how to take advantage of this opportunity, like how to buy discounted properties with absolutely no money out of your pocket. Can it be done? Yes, it can. Can you learn how to do it? Yes, you can. Go to InvestorSchooling.com and find out how you can attend a complimentary class this Thursday. InvestorSchooling.com. This is Larry Steinitz with Investor Schooling. Are you afraid of the Great Reset? Well, the Great Reset won't apply to those who own real assets. At Investor Schooling, we teach you how to own real assets like real estate, gold, silver, and other investments, including stocks, stock options, and even the basics of cryptocurrency. We even teach you how to pay thousands less in taxes legally. So go to InvestorSchooling.com and find out how you can attend a complimentary class this Thursday. InvestorSchooling.com. Live. I am Larry Steinus. I'm here with my partners, Ami Murad and Dr. Debbie Anderson, and we are talking about LLCs and trusts. 
And I want to let you guys know, a lot of people called before the before the commercial. Um, for some reason, the call forward wasn't on, so you got my voicemail. But tell you what, call in now because we fix it. 855-939-1137. 855-939-1137 is the phone number. And you can call in right now. So the two people are called. I know a couple of people online. I could see them were calling. I know Liz was one. So Liz, feel free to call in. And uh, real quick, somebody online has a question I thought was interesting. So it looks like uh, Marcelo said, when you're transferring funds from a business account to another business account, it is not a taxable event. You're putting one from one right pocket to the left pocket, correct? At least that's what my accountant has me doing. All right, technically, yes, but here's the problem. The problem That's called churning funds. And that could be a real problem if you're not putting from one account to another if you're not telling that account what you're doing. So in other words, if you have ABC Corporation, XYZ Corporation, they're separate business accounts. But XYZ Corporation is making money, and ABC Corporation needs, needs, needs some money to survive. If you take money from XYZ and you just transfer from bank account to bank account, well, now ABC and XYZ are now the same company according to the IRS and according to anybody who sues you. So you've now made two companies, one company, just by one transfer. So be really, really careful that you don't do it that way. It, it counts as equity? No, it counts as... Expense? It, it sounds, it's churning funds. It's basically saying, hey, you're using, you're using funds from XYZ to pay ABC, and ABC to pay XYZ. You can't do that. But XYZ and ABC can have an agreement between them that says they're going to lend each other money. So XYZ is moving is is contributing the money to ABC. It's not a member investment. It's not a member right. of XYZ that investing in ABC. Right. So now you own two LLCs. The question is this. Yeah. And I, I see this come up a lot. So the question is this, you own two LLCs. One's ABC, one's XYZ, right? Mm -hmm. And you have they're all in the same bank. Yes. And you can easily do transfers on your bank inside, you know, from the portal, from the bank portal. You could do a transfer of money. So let's say XYZ needs to lend ABC $2,000. Yes. Or, or ABC needs $2,000 and XYZ has an extra $2,000 and you need the $2,000. Well, what do most people do? They take the lazy way out and they just transfer the $2,000. Great. You better record that as a loan exactly, from, yeah. AB, from XYZ. You better record that as a loan because if you don't record that as a loan, then you've just created one company. Mm -hmm. And be really careful because the, the um, IRS and the courts will look at it as one company. That You will literally be breaking the corporate veil. So somebody sues XYZ, they can also get money from ABC. Yeah. So be really, really careful that you really have some strong account accounting when you do that. And if you want to call on that too, um, Marcel, if you want to call on that, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. 855-939-1137. Please call us. Yeah, I also want to make sure that I made the call forward work this time. Yes, please do. <laughs> I have a question for you. So we, I think we have a call because I see that... Uh, well, we'll find out in a minute. Kirk is with us. Yeah. Um, realtors. We know the problem. We know that every time we're dealing with realtors or realtors, uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Okay. Anything okay. specific you're talking about? So I'm trying to understand because you are the expert on this. How long after someone is signing with a realtor, you can approach to them personally to purchase a property? Okay, that's a really good question. Okay. And another, I have a, I have a sub question okay. to that. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me answer that first. Okay, sure. All right. So, so here's what Army's talking about. 
So first of all, we don't like to deal with realtors. Realtors don't understand what we do, but that's a problem in itself. There are, but there are few that knows how to deal with investors. Okay. Most of them are so by they, the they don't book. Know. Right. They yeah. Don't know. But but here's the but here's the question. So let's say your neighbor puts their house up for sale because it doesn't matter whether it's an investment property or real property. The your neighbor puts their house up for sale, and they have a for sale sign out, and it's um I don't know it's a uh, uh, whatever. Joe Smith Realtor. Sure. And he put Joe Smith Realtor on the sign. Now, Joe Smith Realtor was hired by your neighbor to sell their house. Correct. Which is fine. But then you want to walk over to Joe Smith and say, hey, I see your house is for sale. I want to, I want to buy your house. You could do that any time. You could actually negotiate with Joe Smith. So even though I knew about the fact, I, I knew Joe that Smith. the house is you for could, sale. You can negotiate with your neighbor without Joe Smith. Right? Okay. But if we go, I mean, crazy NL here, okay, the, the sign have been put right. by the realtor. Okay. So I knew about the sell because of the well, sign. Let me continue because there's, there's another piece here, okay? Okay. You're agree you, you don't have an agreement with Joe Smith, the realtor. Correct. The seller does. Yes. You can go over to the seller, you can knock on their door, you can sit down, you can negotiate the whole deal, and, and now you can even sign paperwork between you. It doesn't matter. Yes. But because this, your neighbor... Signed an agreement with Joe Smith. Joe Smith needs to be paid anyway, even if he paid, wasn't even, part he has of the deal. Nothing to do with the deal. He's going to be paid anyway. Okay, that's the difference. For how long? For well, so when, as long as it's listed, and usually up to ninety days after. So if Joe Smith's listing runs out, and then you went over to you went over to the house ninety days later and said, "Hey, I see you didn't sell your house. I spoke to you. I spoke to Joe Smith. Whatever." And now I want to buy your house. You can do that. Let's do this. Let's get. Let's go over to. Um, let's go over to the phone real quick. We got the first person we got is uh, Liz. What's going on, Liz? Good to talk to you. How are you? How are you? Good. Yeah, I have a question. Um, so my house is now in my name and paid off, and I'm about to. Um, but I, I do have a lawyer I'm working with about to possibly sign off on an irrevocable trust. Okay. I don't know if I heard you wrong, but I do have to file a tax return. You do, and an irrevocable trust. On an irrevocable trust, trust yeah. right? Yeah. I, and, but, but yet yeah. I wouldn't have to claim it that I own all this. Right. All right, so without getting super personal, all right, so okay. I'm, I'm not a big fan of irrevocable trust, but there are times when you need them. And it's usually for times where we, maybe you have a, um, a handicapped child that you're leaving money to or or um, or something's going on with you where you need to get the stuff out. So those are, only, those are times I highly recommend them, but there's also exceptions to that. So I'm going to be really, really careful that, you know, when you're talking to your attorney about an irrevocable trust, because here's the thing about an irrevocable trust. It's irrevocable. It can never be changed. So you put an asset in that trust, like such as a house, and you say, for example, the beneficiary is your son, it cannot be changed, ever. So if five right. years from now you change your mind and say, hey, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore, you have to you sell it. You can't do it. No, you can't do it. So that's why I want right. you to be, you know, be really, really careful when you're using irrevocable trust. There, it's it's like a tattoo. It stays right. with you for the rest and of your life. I actually have two questions. I do understand that, and the only reason I'm doing that is because I am a single mother. I want this money, this house that's paid off, to go to my children. And if something were to happen to me, and I go into a Oh, I don't want it to go to the government or to nursing. So that was my reason. I will never change yeah. my mind. It, it's going to be my children. Nothing's ever going to change. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm a little up there in age. I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. I just want to make sure they don't take anything from them. But my second question was, how, how would that work then if I used investor schooling? Uh, and, and Would that still protect them the same way? I, my, I just want them protected okay. that they would so, get so, the money. I don't. Yeah so, yeah, so real quick, investor schooling is an education company. We don't. We, we, we don't do this stuff for you, but but just there isn't there are some other choices you can make to protect this house, and here here's here's a really good one. And assuming your health is good, I would actually encourage you, believe it or not, to take an equity loan or a home equity line of credit on your house, buy a life insurance policy, overfund the life insurance policy, make the beneficiary of the life insurance policy your kids, and you can even put the life insurance policy into the trust. And this way, now you got money growing. In multiple ways, we talked about this another time. We talked about how using how life insurance can protect you, and your house is protected because it has a mortgage against it. Because they can't take it, they can't take all the equity because the house is protected. That's just another way. Now, again, I just came that off the cuff, and I want to make make sure that anybody listening understands that that's just another way. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way for Liz. And you know, Liz could. I didn't sit down with Liz. I didn't talk to her one on one. I didn't ask her every single question that I would have to ask her. Her attorney asked her probably more questions than I did, but I also would encourage Liz to come to me, talk to me about the different ways you can do this, and then go back to her attorney and say, hey, listen, I also found that I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this. Correct. Why Why would I just do this one choice, yes. which is irrevocable? You know what I mean? You got it? Did we lose Liz? Lose Liz. I know. I think we lost Liz. All right, so let's go uh, to Marcella. What's going on, Marcella? Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, you got it. I had a question. I'm actually going to change my question here. Um, so probably more of an important question to ask. Um, so me and my partner, we run a flipping company. We do about 30 flips a year. We nice. also have a rental portfolio of 16 nice. units and counting. So we're, we're, we're slowly growing, nothing crazy yet, but, um, you know, everything's great with my partner. Um, but how is a good way to protect each other? Like, let's say something would randomly happen to me and I drop dead tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, how does my family get, you know, my 50% of the, of all the rental properties and everything that we've built? Like, you know, how do we protect ourselves for me or my partner? So these are super questions. These are really important questions you could ask. We were just you should, there. Yeah, we, we, you, should, you should always talk about when you have a partner. Always. So the first question is, what is? do you have it in an LLC? Are you guys both members of the LLC? Yeah, we have two LLCs. One is where we run our flipping company through, and the other mm-hmm. LLC is where we hold all our rental properties. And you're both and you're both equal members on both LLCs? Yes. Okay. I assume you have a, an operating agreement? Yes. Okay. Is it a good operating agreement or is it a templated operating agreement that just says we're here, we're in the flipping business, and this is what we do? Transferring okay. my. I, I, I know you don't know because most people don't. That's okay. So this is what I want you to do. I want you it to was, go back. Dra- Our yeah. LLC was drafted by an attorney, so I'm pretty sure it's it's not a, a crappy uh, operating agreement. No, no, I, I said but templated. I didn't say crappy. I would ask you, it's is, templated. It, is it a one-page or is it a ten-page? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a templated operating agreement, like which is what pages. they need. 
This is what they need. They need yeah. a templated. They need so most attorneys will give you a templated operating agreement mm -hmm. because they you need the operating agreement in order to have a legal LLC. So they create. So but they but you didn't talk about these things with your attorney. You didn't say, hey, what happens if if I die? What happens if he dies? Right. Um. At the time, we no, we didn't. Right. Okay. So this is what I this is what I'm going to suggest you do. You need to sit down with your partner and you just say, hey, what do we really want to happen if this happens? Because like Omri and I own a mobile home park, and I don't want Omri's wife as my partner if anything happens to Omri. Okay, so we are we didn't we haven't even finished it yet, but we are placing something called a buy sell agreement. So you want to put this in, write this down. It's called a buy sell agreement, and what that means is upon Omri's death or my death, the other person has to buy the other one out. They have to buy the family out. Now, if we assume that, let's say number one, let's say maybe the corporation doesn't have the money to buy the other person out. You could put a payment schedule in there. You could also buy life insurance. This is a really good way to do a buy-sell agreement. Is Under the LLC? Buy life insurance. Yeah. Really? So, so the, the LLC yeah, could buy good. life insurance. I was insurance. thinking about, about having our, our LLC fund a life insurance policy for the both of yep. us. So in the event that happens. Absolutely. The life insurance Absolutely. And here's the cool part. Out. The LLC could fund the life insurance policy, but you could still own it separately. So if you ever dissolve the company, you still own the life insurance because I would recommend, you know, just different kind of life. If you think it's going to be short-lived, I would use term. If you think the company's going to go on for a long, long time, I'd buy whole life insurance and I would overfund it. But there's, that, we're getting into a whole different topic right now. But either way, either term life or the whole life, it doesn't matter. And but also disability. So if one of the partners gets disabled and can't work anymore, you know, maybe you, one of you guys is the contractor. And all of a sudden, he's not working. He's sitting in bed. You know, it's bad that he's sitting in bed, but he's sitting in bed not being able to work. And you got to hire somebody to do the work that he was doing. Well, that's not right either. So you may also want to have a bicycle agreement uh, that talks about disability as well. Gotcha. Well, yeah, kind of. You know what you need to do, right? You need to come to a vet school and learn all that. I'm sorry, Ash again? No, I just said thank you for creating some, some uh, clarity. You got it, man. And come stop by the school one day and let us know how you make it out. Because I'll tell you what, if you're doing that kind of work, we'd, we'd love to have you even speak one day. Oh, wait, you know what we need? You want, you uh, want a copy of the book, Marcella? Sure, man. I loved it. I love a book. All right, cool. So uh, we're going to have Kirk is going to take your information when you hang up. He's, before you hang up, he's going to take your information and we're going to send it to you. And then definitely stop by. So if anybody out there wants to stop by and learn this stuff, go to investorschooling.com. You can RSVP for this Thursday night's class. That's investorschooling.com, and you can learn how to do the stuff we're talking about. Mm -hmm. hey, I'm pretty smart, huh, Dr. Deb? Hey, not too bad. Am I <laughs> as smart as you? You're a doctor. <laughs> well, I'm really good in, like, one area, and you're really good in another one, so I think we're good. I, although I wouldn't be giving you an honorary degree or anything, but I, you're pretty smart with so, so that. <laughs> honorary degrees, I don't do. Referring to the beginning of the show, I'm not sure what she's meaning. What? So... What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He doesn't know what an honorary degree uh, is. Oh, you don't know what an honor yeah. honorary degree is when uh, when somebody says, hey, I think you're so smart, I'm going to give you a PhD, now you're Dr. So-and-so. Right. That's what? Like, 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 yeah, like, yeah, some, some universities. Who can do that? The Queen of England? No, you know, universities do Anybody that. Anybody can give do you, it. Yeah, they'll give really? you honorary degree. Really? That'd be good call you Dr. Omri if she wants. No, I don't want No, to. it's like usually universities. So I want, yeah, I want to go back to the conversation we had about realtors. Okay. What happened if you start to work with a realtor, right. okay? You start to negotiate with them about purchasing a house, right. and it doesn't go well, right? okay? 
the price is not right, the terms are not right, the realtor is not responsive, you can't work with them. Okay. So are you the buyer or the seller? I'm the buyer. Okay. Let's say I'm the buyer. I, I, I just want to, this is the deal that we're working on right now. Some, yeah, so let's one, make it one of them. Let's so make it I'm trying to understand. Right. If I started to deal with the realtor, am I obligated to continue working you with the realtor? You have no obligation to that realtor whatsoever because you have no contract with them. At all. Right. Unless you sign the buyer brokerage agreement, Okay. which I know you didn't do. No. Because nobody does them because as, as smart realtors have you sign them, but this guy didn't do that. Okay. So now you can you can talk. To, by the way, it doesn't matter. If the property is listed with a realtor, you could talk to the seller anytime. Now, the realtor would say, how dare you? You can't talk to them. Uh, I can talk to them until they say to me, I have, a realtor, I have a realtor talk to them. And then he basically, you know, the seller now shut yeah. you down. I know. That's why. go back to the realtor. But they, that's why they work so hard to hide the seller. Right. But it's not hard. Yeah. I mean, you can find a new I property. Know. I know. So like the example we were giving a little while ago with the neighbor, you can buy the house anytime. Yes. And just, just the guy may owe the realtor some money. Okay. So the realtor will come after the seller. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe, but but they have an obligation if they if it's under contract to sell it with the realtor and they sell it by themselves. Is it related? Unless they excluded. To, so is it related to how you found out about the property? No, it, it nothing, doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with you. It's all about the seller. It doesn't matter if if it's because of the sign or if it's because my neighbor told it, me I'm selling the house. It, no, no, it doesn't matter. As soon as as soon as okay. they have a written contract with yeah. the seller. The realtor has a written contract with the seller. The seller, the, the the realtor, expects to be paid by the seller if the house sells. It's now, amazing. So if I'm selling my house right, right now, and I'm telling my neighbor that, and the next day, I'm a, a realtor come and I put a sign and I sign with a, with the realtor, right? Mm -hmm. And my neighbor said, you know what? I'm buying your house. He didn't go with the with the right. realtor. He never deal yep. with the realtor. He haven't heard about me selling the house from the realtor. I still owe the realtor. Unless you tell the realtor to exclude him. So the next day, Ooh, okay. you said to the realtor, listen, it just so happened I was talking to Dr. Deb, and Dr. Deb's going to buy my house, maybe, but I just want to let you know that I'm negotiating with Dr. Deb by myself. Personally. And yeah. this one's an exclusion. So if I sell it to Dr. Deb, you get paid nothing. And they'll go, okay. And you have to put it in the contract. And you have to put it in the contract. Yeah, okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Now, in our our thing, you know, we're trying to buy that apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And this the the real the realtor is a real pain. Mm -hmm. He's a real pain. Yeah. Instead of a realtor, I don't know whatever. Okay, <laughs> it was a really bad joke. I get it. But what's happened? This guy, like, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've told the realtor flat out. I said, if you would get out of the way, I would already have this under contract. Yeah, he refused to let us. Even when we were extremely close to closing. Refused to let us sit in front of a table with him and with the buyer, right? Which he with the seller, I'm sorry. The, 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 that's really the seller's problem. We don't really know what he's communicating with the seller. Yeah, exactly. But the reality is, now the listing expired. He doesn't have the listing anymore. Yeah. So, I've I've said to you several times, we need to talk to the seller. We will. We'll do it this week. Mm -hmm. We just talk to the seller just directly and say, hey, do you still want to sell the property? Because if you do, we're buying it. Yes. And that's what we're looking to do. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk to him this week, and we'll, we'll let everybody else know basically what happened of, of course let's do that so hey do me a favor glenn put in the chat what the time we're out is i completely forgot already <laughs> 57 <laughs> so anyway <laughs> i completely forgot all right um so what else we got we got about five minutes not even i think we got three i'm not even sure so if we got like three minutes i'm going to talk real quick about the stock market 
I want to talk about the fact that the S&P had actually closed on Friday at 5,026. That's incredible. Now, the crazy part about this is, you know, of course, you know, we, we were supposed to go into a recession with Biden. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Right? I mean, you know, it's almost over for Biden. Biden can't possibly be, can't possibly be president m- much longer. Possibly, possibly by election. Never or say by never. We don't else. know. Yeah, exactly. Or never by something say else. Never. So we're supposed to go, and we didn't. He claimed his memory is good. Yeah, but how does he know? He can't remember. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he said. So, so now we're at five thousand with the S and P. We're actually, you know, the, the Dow is breaking records. The Nasdaq will probably break records soon. So it's it, the stock market is on fire. But I will say that coming now from from about now on. We're going to see the stock market drop, but it's not going to be a substantial drop. I haven't seen, I've been waiting for the thousand point drop. I haven't seen it. I'm surprised. We did have a 400 point drop, but it came back the other day. So it's, it's amazing to me that this market is just continuously on fire. It is what it is. I mean, you know, you come to investor schooling, we'll teach you stock options. We'll teach you how to invest in the stock market. We had, a, remember we had a student in the school the other day who just picked some random stock that he saw on. It was a meme stock on Reddit or something. He picked some random stock, and he had four times his money in three months. And we were trying to convince everybody in the room was trying to convince him to sell that stock. And we we don't know if he's going to sell it or not, but I, but I'm afraid that if he doesn't sell it soon, he's going to be really sorry. We just spoke about it this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to be really sorry. But th- this is what we do. We also analyze the stocks too, so it's kind of fun. Uh, we also see crypto, Bitcoin once again is at f- almost forty eight thousand. Wow. That's amazing too. How it went so high so fast again? Because there's ETFs now that are going to be able to invest in Bitcoin, and that wasn't allowed a while back. So that's what that's basically what happened. I can't invest in Bitcoin. I don't know why. I I, I did. I actually invested in Ethereum for a little while, and I made some money on it. I didn't make a whole lot. I mean, I made look. I probably made ten grand investing in Ethereum and Dogecoin. Yeah, but who cares? You know, it's like it's just a weird thing. But then I got I got friends like Todd Alt. I mean, guys, if I don't know if anybody knows who Todd Alt is, but Todd Alt is a major Bitcoin player. He's got serious Bit mines, uh, a company called Bit Nile, and he's killing it. All right, we got. I don't even know. I think we got thirty seconds left. Uh, I'm so glad you guys are here. If you guys want to go to Investor Schooling, go to InvestorSchooling.com. You can sign up for a complimentary class. I want to thank both Kirk and Len for helping us out today. You guys did great. I want to thank all the callers for calling and asking some cool questions. Of course, we've got a book going out to Marcelo. Liz, if you call back, we'll get a book going out to you as well. And if you guys want to stop by this weekend or this Thursday night, go to InvestorSchooling.com. That's InvestorSchooling.com and take a free class. This program is paid for by Investor Schooling. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Investor Schooling or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey.